And when you finally start taking care of yourself and putting an emphasis on you as a person, you will find that you are happier, your wife is happier, your kids are happier. It's important that you are happy and fulfilled. And guess what? Everyone else in your family will benefit. Welcome to the Rising Father Podcast. I'm Chris Rodak. Today we're talking about why fathers and men need to take care of themselves. We need to occasionally pamper ourselves. We have to mentally take care of ourselves, emotionally, physically. We need to take care of our health and so many other things we're going to go through today. It is vital that we are looking after ourselves in all those ways so that we can feel good, we can look good, and then a symptom of that is that we take care of the people around us who mean everything to us much more. So if I'm feeling good, looking good, then I'm going to be a better husband, I'm going to be a better father, and we're going to go through what you can do, what I do, what other people do, and reasons as to why you need to start doing that if you're not. So first off, for the dads in here, we sometimes have this feeling of martyrdom, where we feel like if we're not miserable all the time, working 110% every day, every hour of every day, then somehow we're not going to get that great place in heaven. You know, that's kind of an older mindset, but there's a lot of guys my age, a lot of dads my age who still feel like that. You know, they never want to go do anything fun. They never want to leave the house. It's just they've got a couple kids and they are in the house all the time. And their wives even tell them, they say, hey, honey, go out, go out with your friends, do something fun. They go, oh, no, you know, they feel guilty. They feel like they have to stay in. If they're not with their kids 100% of the time, then they are failing as a dad. And the exact opposite is true. You need to take care of yourself. You have to have hobbies. You've got to have passions. You need to go have fun. You've got to hang out with your friends. You need to go drinking. You don't need to go drinking. I take that back. Some of us shouldn't go drinking. If you can handle a drink, you should go get a drink. You know, Take care of your health as well. You can be healthy and have a drink now and then, but you have to do these things to maintain a mental balance. You know, take power naps. I'm going to go through all these things, things that I do, things that are healthy, go through some books, some experts. Um, There are so many things that we need to do to keep ourselves moving for our own sake, most importantly, and also for the sake of the people around us. It's not selfish to take care of yourself, to want to take care of yourself. The better you take care of yourself, the better everyone else will benefit. If that's your goal, you know, if the if the thinking is, well, I'm not going to go get a massage because that's selfish of me and I should be spending that time with my family, well, then guess what? You're wrong because if that massage makes you much happier, much more relaxed, much less likely to snap, then guess what? The better thing to do for your family is to go get that massage. There is this guilt mindset. I know moms have it too. They call it mom guilt, but there's definitely this hardened, stone-faced warrior dad guilt that happens out there. So many, so many fathers think that they have to be grinding 125% of the time. And it, all, and it doesn't help by, with a lot of the narratives that are focused at men now. You know, if you want to be, if you want to get in shape, if you want to make more money, if you want to fill in the blank, you have to be working 26 out of 24 hours a day. If you're not doing that, you're doing nothing. And what that ha- what that does is, sure, do that for 10 years, then your kids are off to college, you're in your 40s or 50s, 
you know, life's the best, most athletic years of your life are already over. Don't take that the wrong way if you're in your 40s or 50s, like your best years of your life were over. But we're talking about parenting, being fathers, being dads. You know, most of us are having our kids in our late 20s, 30s, early 40s. And those are the moments that your kids are at home. You want to be your best then. You want to be in shape. You want to be able to run around the playground. You want to be able to, you know, do adventurous, amazing things with your kids. And if during that entire time, that's when you're building yourself up and that's whenever you're, you have no time to spend with your family, then guess what? You missed it. So you've got to spend time with your family and you also need to make time for yourself. So both those things can happen. I do both those things. Lots of guys I knew, know do both those things, especially at my jiu-jitsu gym. There's tons of successful people at, that go to jiu-jitsu gyms. If you guys go to any type of gym, you know that. Um, the, a lot of times the people that take care of themselves physically the best, that transfers to other parts of their life. They take care of themselves in every facet of their life. So there's guys who go to my gym who are multimillionaire business owners, and they also spend a ton of time with their family, and they take care of themselves, and they go to longevity doctors, and they're at the spa, and they take their families on trips. All those things can happen, but like everything, you have to be intentional, and you have to plan for it, and you have to set your, set your life up in a way to where that can happen. I have friends who are my age, who have kids, who, believe me, they do not have the mindset that their life is going up. You know, I'm 34, I've got two kids, an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, I'm married, I've got a job, I've got side hustles I do, I work online, I work in my yard, I do jujitsu. I work out, I'm busy but I still make time for everything I have to make time for. Because if I'm not, then what am I, what's the important part of my life right now? You know, what am I enjoying? I want to set my life up right now for enjoyment of the things that matter most. And that's my family. That's, you know, doing archery. That's taking walks in the woods. That's hanging out with my friends. I need to make sure that I am getting enjoyment out of life so that I'm a happy person. If I'm miserable all the time and I have this, you know, axe to carry all the time, then I think, well, if I'm not, if I don't have a scowl on my face and I'm miserable all the time, then, you know, God doesn't love me. <laughs> There's this weird, like, mentality that a lot of guys have. A lot of it is the generation above me, but that transferred down to some guys my age, too. They think that if they're not basically miserable and working all the time, then they're going to miss their spot in heaven. And they're not doing what they should be as a, you know, as a stone-faced warrior husband. And I'm telling you, that is not the case. You need to enjoy yourself. You have to relax. You have to know yourself and know how your body responds, how your brain responds, how your emotions respond to the world in given situations so that you know how to relax when you need to. You know, hey, man, I'm getting real worked up. I don't want to snap at someone. I need to go hang out with my buddy for a couple hours. When I talk about guys having friends, I always get this in return. Yeah, but I have no friends. Yeah, well, how do you go get friends? And there's two parts to that. The first off is if you have friends right now, you have to fight to keep them. It's not going to just happen. 99% of the guys out there know that once you get into fatherhood, marriage, and responsibilities... Once you get into that phase of your life, it can seem like those are the most important things in the world and everything else should go off. You kind of get tunnel vision on those things. Add to that you're trying to work on some personal goal, then 
you know, a friend that wants to hang out, hey, that's nothing. That's number 100 on my list. But stop it before it happens. So that's number one. If you have friends right now, cherish them and work hard to keep them. You don't, because so many guys I know are older, even my age, and they have no friends. All they, they have, not all they have, but all they have is their wife and kids and nothing else. And then they get sucked into these social media negative vortexes and they're the ones who, you know, you're on your kind of friend, um, you know, text chains where they send you all this negative stuff and you're just, you get sucked into this toxic, blah. So keep the friends you have and fight for them. Sometimes that means hanging out with them when you don't want to. Okay, so if a friend calls you and says, hey, want to hang out and you're free, so say, you know, your wife has the kids at your in-law's house and you've got a couple hours free and they say, hey, want to hang out? Even if you're like, oh, I'm so relaxed on the couch, it's making an investment. You have to get your butt up, go hang out with them because you are going to want them. You're going to need them later on. Even in, that can even sound a little selfish. Like, yeah, you you are investing in these friends for yourself. Yes, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about being mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, and investing in things, investing in people that build you up and give you a great life. We're only on the earth for so for so long. You know, you want to have a great life. My best friends are people that I right now. My best friends right now are people that I went to elementary school with. Can we maintain that relationship? through high school. So we went to a Catholic school and we didn't see each other um, a ton in high school. And we saw each other very little in college, but we made it a point to go visit each other, to go hang out with each other through high school, through college, whenever we got jobs in different parts of the country. You know, people live, we are my close, closest group of friends. We live in different parts of the country, but we make it a point to go on vacations together, to visit each other, to call, to text each other, to have you know virtual meetups. We work at it because it's super important to us. Do not take the friends you have for granted. If you have friends right now, work to maintain it because you know you don't say you don't text someone for a month. That turns into a half a year, and then that turns into five years, and then basically, guess what? A lot of stuff happens in five years, and then they're just a different person. And then it's hard to connect. You have nothing to talk about, and that's just too awkward. Then you don't call each other, and then guess what? You don't have a friend. You have to work and do the daily work, the weekly work to keep friends. Okay, not just business associates. Keep your personal friends close and do the work to maintain it. So that's step one: maintain the friends you have. Step two is if you don't have any friends right now, say you didn't do that work or maybe they weren't willing to do the work and you lost them all and now you find yourself in a situation where it's you, your wife, your kids, which by the way is an amazing situation to be in. So we're talking about kind of first world problems here. Um, But you can still find yourself in a situation where you're feeling a little down and like you're missing something. And guys need guy time. Guys need to get together, just drink some whiskey, you know, smoke a cigar, go go camping, go hiking together, go do some fun stuff together. Guys need to be able to do that. You can be stressed out for a month and just spend one hour with a group of guys that you can just really let your guard down, and you can just be reset for the whole next month. So if you find yourself in a situation where you don't have any close friends, there are things you can do to get close friends. But guess what? You're going to have to make an investment. You're going to have to try new things. You might have to spend a little bit of money. You might have to 
tell your wife, hey, I need to go out this afternoon to the Masonic Lodge, maybe join the Masons, um, maybe join a golf league, uh, join a whole league of people you don't know, maybe join a gym, maybe join a jiu-jitsu gym, maybe join a boxing gym, um, maybe you know, join a local rec center. I know around us, there's a lot of local community rec leagues where you can join. There's like adult dodgeball. There's adult basketball. So you go and you try those things and then you just start to talk to people and then you just start to make new friends. And then who knows, you might click with someone who's in the same situation as you. And then before you know it, you you know, a couple of weeks go by, you've got a new best friend. There are things you can do. What you can't do is just sit and whine about it. You can't just sit at your house and you know, on social media, be like, oh, well, I don't have friends. This doesn't work for me. Well, guess what? You're not trying. You're giving it no effort, okay? If you want something, you have to actually do things to get it. You can't just sit there and whine about it. So if you want friends, do the work it takes to get the friends. If you have friends, do the work it takes to maintain those friends. Because if you don't, you're going to be suffering big time in a lot of aspects of your life. I know for me, you know, I work hard on personal goals, on health goals, business goals, everything, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes I do it too much and I get really in my head and really stressed out about certain things that I don't need to. You know, sometimes I can build up problems in my head. And if I need a break, if I need a quick um, rest from this, a quick escape from those things, I'll fire off a text to my friend group and we'll just have a hilarious conversation for 15 minutes. And it resets me. And I just, you know, sit relaxed for five minutes. Boom, I'm ready to go again. I've got a really important goal. Yeah, just keep working at it. But sometimes I need a little break. I need a, it's like taking a power nap, which I'll get to, which I do, which Einstein did, which is okay. When you have these quick, you know, friend groups that you can tap into, it resets you. You're more powerful. I'll tell you what, we've got these friends who live across the country that, like I've been talking about, they've been friends with us since um, elementary school and kindergarten. But whenever they come by, it's just like old times. And you could be having a bad six months, but you have one night with all those guys together and you're not worried about, you know, is my kid going to see me smoking a cigar? Am I going to say this dirty joke that, you know, my wife might groan about? No, you can just totally relax. And it's like, it's like resetting. It's like taking a power nap. You are just good to go. If you are someone who doesn't have those kind of friends, like I said, do the work to get them. Go places and find them. Rec centers, golf leagues, there's soccer leagues. You just go- Honestly, you can Google it. You can Google men's meetups around me, and you're going to find some. Join online communities that have physical meetups. Or For us, for the Rising Father group, we have a Rising Father Facebook group. We have guys talking to each other all the time in there. Now, it's not as personal as face-to-face, but we have some guys who met in the Rising Father Facebook group who are now meeting up outside because they figured out they live like two streets down from one another, and they're just hanging out, having fun. But you can't just sit there and do nothing. I'm telling you, having friends is necessary for guys to maintain good mental health. It is. Maintain them or do the work to get them. Another benefit of having friends is that it builds you up as a person, if they're those right kind of friends. We've all had you know, friends in the past who weren't great influences. And that's even okay. You know, it's it's not that every aspect of your life has to be focused on building you into this ultimate Iron Man type of person. You know, I've got friends that I hang out with that, you know, they're they're not trying to be the richest person in the world. They're not trying to be the fittest person in the world. They're just hilarious. And they make me they make me relax and I like hanging out with them. That's fine too. 
But you also have can have friends that build you up, that you learn from, that give you good financial advice, that give you good health advice, that are kind of like a crew of people around you that, you know, build you into a better person. I mean, we've all heard the quote that you're the you're the combination of your five closest friends. That's that's true because the the things that they say, the things that they do all the time that you consume, kind of just you absorb them and you kind of turn into that an accumulation of all those things that you hear and listen to and do. So your friends, not only are they important for your mental health, but they're important for who you are as a person, who you are becoming, because what they do has a big impact on what you do. Another great thing is that, you know, you got to have some hilarious friends in your group that make you not take yourself so seriously. Because if you're in your own bubble, like I know some people who were in our friend group and then isolated themselves because... You know, they thought that as a father, they had to only focus on their kids. They weren't allowed to hang out. They weren't allowed to leave their house. And, you know, they're only being a good human and father if they stay in their house and work 25 out of the 24 hours of the day. And then they isolated themselves. And then, you know, seven years later, they pop out of their bubble and they don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to relax. They're just so intense about everything. But it's good to have people in your group that can kind of poke holes in your ego and say, hey, dude, just just chill. Just chill a little bit. Because as soon as you start to take yourself too seriously, you're not really seeing the true image of yourself. You know, it's no one wants to hear about the guy who's, hey, what'd you do last week? Oh, I accomplished this, 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 and this. And I'm grinding. I'm hustling and grinding. You know, 100% hustling and grinding every moment of the day. That's great, but chill out. You know, that's that's awesome. You're trying so hard. I don't need to hear about it. But it's good to have friends who can take you down a peg, make fun of you, make you feel humble, and then you can keep doing what you're doing, but you're not turning into this, like, stick-up-his-butt guy who no one wants to be around, you know? Go, go for your best, do your best, be an awesome person, but also be able to chill out, relax, smoke a cigar, and just, you know, have a good time. All right, so I think I've made the point that we all need to have friends. Get some friends, maintain them, or find new ones. Second thing I want to talk about is just relaxing. I need to relax. I need to take power naps. I get the occasional massage. I'm not afraid to say it. I remember the first massage I got, I was so terrified. You know, I had like long underwear on. Sorry. And um, I was just very like tense. It was very uncomfortable for me at first. And it took me like a couple to kind of like relax. So I love them now. Don't get them all the time, but occasionally I do. Chiropractor. I started going to the chiropractor the last couple of years. Love that. We have float spas around me. I love doing a float spa. I'll get into more of these things in a second, but why do guys need to relax? Because it, it changes who you are. It changes your brain. It resets you. Same thing with friends. Resets you. And it literally changes the chemicals going through your body. It changes... Um, your ability to get new ideas, your ability to be creative, your ability to be present. So for me, I utilize power naps because it changes who I am. Like, if I can take, I can take a seven, eight minute power nap. I can even sit in a work and just lean back in my chair, do this, um, shut my eyes, you know, put a coat over me. I need to have some type of blanket on me for like six, seven minutes. And I, I wake up and I can I can see more, I can hear more, I can think about new ideas. Like bags under my eyes go up. I, I, di I did this test a couple weeks ago where I took a picture of my eyes 
And then I took like a 10 minute power nap and took another picture of my eye, like real close up and high, highly defined. And I had less, less bags, less crinkles and like less wrinkles. It was just smoother after a 10 minute nap. So physically I changed with a 10 minute power nap. And then for me, I just feel like a new person. Like I can communicate better. I can think clearer, less things bother me. And there's a big, you know, I don't know, I've, there's such a huge push of nonstop grind and nonstop hustling. People are like, you, you know, save naps for when you're dead. That's not true. If you can take a power nap and it resets you, then you're ahead of the game. Like, would I rather be tired, anxious, more likely to snap, less productive, less creative, more foggy brained, and being at go at 25% for five hours? Or would I rather take a 10 minute nap? and be at 95 to 100% for four hours and 50 minutes. It's just math, just logic. What is more productive? Being refueled. You know, it's like I teach saxophone lessons, and my kids, they'll be playing the saxophone, they'll be trying to play the scale on one breath, and they'll, they'll need to take a breath, say it takes them 10 seconds to play a scale. They'll need to take a breath after the third second, but they'll be like, oh, I really want to get to the end. So they'll be oh, oh, like this. They'll be on their last breath, so they'll go 70% of the scale on a dying breath, and it sounds horrible. It sounds really bad, and they're running out of air, so they start, they can't think as well, so their fingers stop working, and the tone quality starts squeaking. You can hear spit, and I say, you could you did what you just did, or you could have taken one breath after three seconds and played the rest of it perfectly. So do I take a breath and reset and play a perfect scale or do I try to do the whole scale all at once on one breath just for the point of, for the principle of doing it and I did it poorly? So I do, do I perform perfectly and take the needed break or do I do the whole thing poorly and say that I did it on one breath? It's the exact same thing. It's like put the pride away, put the ego away, you know, screw the friends who are like, oh, you take naps, that's nothing. I worked the whole day and I went home, played with my kids and I worked out and I didn't take a single nap. Yeah, good for you. But when I'm with my kids, I am much more present after I've taken a short little power nap if I need it. So no shame in the naps. There is a guy, let me look it up. He was on the Rogan podcast I listened to and I started reading his books um, all about sleep, not Nestor. Okay, it's Matthew Walker. He wrote a book all about sleep. He's a neuroscientist, genius, and he pretty much does the same presentation on every podcast he goes. He, I've seen him on Rhonda Patrick's podcast, Rogan's podcast. He has his own YouTube series where he talks about the benefits of sleep and how productive it is after you've taken a nap or after you've slept. So it, what I've learned through his videos, and he's like the most qualified person in the world to talk about sleep. It's He's ex extremely bright, genius, and he studies sleep. So what I've learned through watching all of his videos is that you need to use your sleep as a tool, and your body and your brain physically absorbs information differently what, depending on what time you sleep. So he says use naps strategically. Like if you want to be creative, write something down, write a question you have, take a nap, and then after your nap, you'll probably have answers to that question. And our body absorbs information more whenever we're relaxed. Our body's more, our mind is more creative whenever we're relaxed. He talks about 
if you have a really big issue, just like the naps, before you go to sleep, think about the problem you have. Think about the question you have. Go to sleep for the night, and your subconscious will be working on that problem all night. And when you wake up, you'll probably have an answer to it, or you'll be able to think of it in a new way. He also talks about, he has all these studies where he measures how productive people are, and the amount of more productive people are after they take these little power naps and after they sleep is crazy. It's like over 50-70%. They're much quicker, they're much more productive, and every basically every aspect of their being is enhanced after you sleep a little. And that's just the, the break your brain needs to reset everything. So don't be afraid to take naps. I do it all the time. My um, my my family is kind of like a joke now, but I used to take a nap every time after I would like like back when I was in my probably early twenties, teenagers. You know, I I came from a big family. We had nine brother. I had eight brothers and sisters, two bedroom house. So for us, you know, when there was like a big meal on the table, we were just went after it. We would my one of my best friends always tells a story about me go, going over his house as a child, and they had like a bowl of peanut M&Ms out for his birthday party. And for me, coming from with eight brothers and sisters, if I saw any available food, I just attacked it. So I was over at his birthday party, and he had a bowl of peanut M&Ms, and I was probably like, I don't know, eight or ten, somewhere around there. I just ran up and just started just destroying these peanut M&Ms. I don't remember this, but this is what him and his parents tell me. So I would just grab handfuls of these peanut M&Ms and just shove them in my mouth or my pockets or something because at home, if there was any instance of available food, me and my brothers and sisters were just all over it. You know, we had 11 people sitting at a table. When the desserts came out, they lasted like 10 seconds. And my mom was an amazing cook, is an amazing cook. So, you know, we were at a party yesterday and she made these little cross cookies. She made like 200 of them. They were gone in like 10 minutes. Something about them. They're so good have a little hint of lemon in them. They're just like the perfect size, the perfect texture, but oh, so good. So I had that like mentality all the way through my teenage years, early 20s of like, when there's food, you got to eat it or else it's going to be gone. So I would do that. I would, you know, we'd go to a restaurant or something. I would eat so fast and then I would just get tired and have to take a nap. So that wasn't a productivity nap. That was just me eating so much. I would get tired and take a nap. And that's kind of before I would you know, in your early, when you're a teenager, early 20s, you're not really thinking about longevity and health, at least most most of us. Um, so that was just a nap because I ate too much, kind of like a bear. But now, you know, I, I take naps strategically or when I feel like I have to because I know myself. I know that if I am feeling a certain way, if I'm not really present with my family, then if I hate, just go ahead, take a 5-10 minute nap and I'll be good. And sometimes my son will even, even say, oh, I, think that my, I think dad needs to take a nap. Yeah, I do. That's fine. For me, I am, like I said, more present in the moment with my family whenever I've taken a little power nap. If I'm having a conversation with my kid and I can feel myself wandering or I'm I'm just like, well, my eyes are drooping. I can feel the bags under my eyes getting heavier and I'm just a little anxious, a little off. Then, hey, maybe it's time to take a quick little power nap, take care of myself physically, take care of myself so that I'm a better person for the people I care about around me. That's what a nap is. It's a quick little reset. And I would just recommend reading um, Matthew Walker's book on sleep. Let me look it up exactly what it's called. Awesome book. Matthew Walker's sleep. Um, Yeah, sleep is your superpower. Sleep is non-negotiable. 
Um, he says, sleep time scientist warns against walking through life in a daze. And that's what I feel like before I've, you know, before I uh, take a nap or after I take, after I take a nap, I feel great. So his book is called Why We Sleep, Unlocking the Power of Sleep in Dreams by Matthew Walker. So definitely read that one. It'll change your life. Going along with sleep is our health. You got to take care of yourself. You got to be healthy. You know, you can't get into the habit of putting everyone else before you. And then what that does to your health is it puts your health in second place. And guess what? You put your health in second place your whole life. You're going to die earlier. You're going to get sick earlier. You're not going to have that longevity to spend more time with your family. You know, if you're healthy, you can do more activities with your kids, which will make them happy. So they're, once again, going to back to that mentality, that trap of, if I don't right now give everything to my family right now, no matter what I feel like, no matter what I want to do, then I am a lesser dad, lesser person. Okay, so there's a trap in that line of thinking. Think more, okay, I need to go work out. I need to take this nap. I need to eat healthy right now so that I feel good and I'm a better husband and father for my family. Be, take care of yourself so that you can be there for your family. And if you're not in a supportive relationship where you guys let each other do that, then you got to sit down and have some serious talks because tons of things in your life are going to be an issue. My wife and I are, where I'm lucky enough to have a wife that is supportive of me being healthy, me having hobbies, me having friends, going out, relaxing. And she does the same thing. She takes care of her health and we give each other the freedom to do that. Because we both know if you don't feel good about yourself, your body, your health, and you know, even if you look in the mirror and don't like what you see, then that affects your mood for the rest of the day. And then am I going to be Am I going to have a better reaction to my kids or a worse reaction to my kids if I'm feeling bad about myself? If I look in the mirror and see and don't like what I see and I'm like, oh man, why did I eat that? I look like I gained 10 pounds. And my kid comes up to me and asks me a question, am I going to be happier or more sad whenever I give him an answer? I'll be more sad. I'm going to have not a great answer. So that I'm just trying to justify why you need to take care of yourself. Because so many guys have that attitude of, it's not good to take care of yourself. You're being selfish if you take care of yourself. If you follow the string of consequences all the way down, what happens is your family gets a lesser version of you. They get a worse husband. They get a worse father if you're not in your best health. doesn't mean you have to be ripped. doesn't mean you have to be you know, the CrossFit champion of the world. But you have to be able to run around with your kids in the yard, play tag when they want to, you know, if they want to you want to get older and do a Tough mutter with your dad? You know, you have to be able to do that, okay? Um, if you let yourself get into the physical situation where you can't move, you can't, you know, roll around with your kids on the ground and you just don't want to get off the couch, then yeah, then you are being selfish, okay? You're being selfish because you're depriving your kids of an active father, of someone who wants to play with them. And don't, you know, don't say, oh, well, they're getting older. They don't want to play with me. No, they do. They just stopped trying. They gave up because you wouldn't get off the damn couch. Get up. Get moving. Give your kids an active father because that is how you get it. That is how you are selfless and give your kids the best version of yourself. So you got to think more long term. Like right now, all right, I have a day off. My kid really wants me to play with him right now, but... I haven't worked out in two days, so I'm going to go to the gym and work out for an hour, then come back. So, is that better or worse for your kid? It's better for them. 
because you're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to be healthier, and we're going to live longer. You're going to have less medical issues. Think long-term, okay? And then guess what? Whenever you do play with your kid, you're going to be much more active, much more present in that moment. So it's worth it. It's an investment. And you can also get it done before they even wake up. Like wake up early like my wife does. She does CrossFit at 5.30 a.m. And she's done by the time everyone else wakes up. So get it done in some of those early morning hours and you're good to go. Some of the things I do to unwind besides getting the occasional massages, we have cryotherapy, which is really intense in the moment, but I feel like a new man when I'm done. So we've got a cryotherapy place up the road. They have all kind of stuff, red light therapy, all kind of stuff. But the only thing I do is cryo. So I go in there. I do cryotherapy for three minutes. It freezes you. It also helps with my shoulder recovery because I had surgery um, about five months ago. So it helps with that. But you spend three minutes in this. It's like minus 130, 150, something like that. And then when you come out, man, do you feel so good. So it like shocks your body into thinking basically you're going to die. And then it floods your system with all of these amazing chemicals and emotions and feelings because you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to die. And then you get out of there and you're back in the warmth and your just brain gets rushed with this feeling and you just, you see the world differently for like an hour after that. The drive home after cryotherapy is so great. I just try to not listen to the radio, not look at my phone, just feel what my body feels like. It's the same feeling as whenever I come out of the sauna, of a sauna in my backyard that I built. And when I pump that baby up to like 220, I can, you know, a couple minutes in there at like 220, 230, and then I'll come out and like go into like a cold pool or if it's snowing outside, just stand there. And then you go back into the warmth, you just sit and feel what it feels like. You, just, you can just feel the, your body's like chemicals, like in the blood just rushing. It's being extremely present and kind of like feeling what your body's going through. So cryotherapy is great for that. Um, the sauna is great for that. Like I said, I built one in my backyard as soon as COVID started. As soon as it started for like the next month, I built the sauna and we use it just about every single day. And nothing takes the stress out than just sweating your butt off there in the sauna for, for 30 minutes. So we do, I do cryo, I do sauna. Um, we've got like a cheap inflatable hot tub. Um, cause I didn't, I don't want to put this massive hot, I don't need a massive hot tub and a sauna. So we've got like a smaller inflatable hot tub. I think it's like a Coleman Salyu Spa. And I like that because I can adjust the temperature real quick. Sometimes I make it a cold tub, sometimes I make it a hot tub. And it just depends on what I'm feeling. Everything we're talking about today is all about making sure that you prioritize yourself. Make sure that you spend time and don't feel guilty about taking care of yourself, taking care of your health. Giving yourself some time to do things that you enjoy. Taking time for yourself and for your friends. Making sure that you prioritize you as a person because you as a person are important. Don't have that attitude of being a martyr for everyone. You know, you, you don't have to be working 110% of the day. Okay. Get what you need done. Work on your goals. Okay. But also have some you time. Have some time that's dedicated to just you, to grow, to laugh, to just relax, to hang out. Because that's what a person is. You don't want to be 100% of the time busy and getting nothing done and just being stressed out. It's worth it for just you as a person to find out what makes you click, what makes you happy, what makes you relaxed, and write those things down. You know, Make a list of what makes you you, and then do those things. Because you are not 
just what you are to other people. You are not just a service person that gets tasks done. You are your own person. So you have to figure out what makes you tick and prioritize those. And when you finally start taking care of yourself and putting an emphasis on you as a person, you will find that you are happier, your wife is happier, your kids are happier. It's important that you are happy and fulfilled. And guess what? Everyone else in your family will benefit. That's all for today, everyone. Please share this video. Please subscribe. Please like it. And you know, send it out to everyone so we can grow this community here. All right. We'll see you next week.